Hi there, welcome back to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. This is a podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Today on the podcast, we're going to be focusing on the Gradius or Gradius series, just some of the earlier, more nostalgic entries. But Carl, how do you pronounce this? I always grew up saying Gradius, but then I grew up and met people that said (laughs) Gradius, and I really don't know which it's supposed to be. I've heard different things. It is a made-up planet, so let's just, you know, not worry too much about it. I don't think that... But yeah, I've always said Gradius, but I've heard others say Gradius. I'll say Gradius today, so I don't get, you know, negative emails. It's all those kind of um, fake sci-fi terms like in the metroid series i mm-hmm. always said zebes growing up but then other people say zebus it doesn't really um, matter. i always said yeah. samus aran but then some people call her aaron and there's so like uh, we every had, <laughs> nerd so we had the idea of focusing on the series and we're very excited to do so today going through the entire series i realized that you know if if we did every single game in the series we'd only be able to feature you know a couple tracks from each title and that just didn't seem like it was doing some of the stuff justice so what we're doing today and hopefully this won't disappoint fans of of the more recent entries this is going to be the older kind of classic gradius entries from the first game and then i think we're stopping at uh, gradius the interstellar assault for the game boy uh, so that gets us up to gradius 3 so i think it's like the first let's see 1 2 3 four, five, the first like seven or so titles in the series is what we're focusing on today. Which I think is good because when I think of this series, I think of particularly, you know, old classic 8-bit, 16-bit arcade games, just classic side-scroller space shooters. And that's really the era that we want to focus on. We think Mm -hmm. of games, you know, like Life Force and Gradius 2 and things like that. Well, also the composers here, if you look at these Konami composers, some absolute all all-stars. You know, you have your Hidenori Meizawas, you have your Miki Higashinos, you have your Yuki Morimoto's, and so these are the composers that we really want to to hear uh, their classic music today. So this is going to be a jam-packed episode of wonderful music. Uh, what you guys heard playing in was the theme that started it all. That's Challenger 1985 from the original Gradius, released for the arcade, as well as a bunch of other systems. And what you guys may have heard is there's a mix. I think it started with the TurboGrafx version and then it moved on to I want to say the MSX version and so get used to that because we're going to hear a lot of mixes today because there's a lot of different ports uh, and platforms that these titles were released on and the music was kind of you know approached differently on on some of them so you'll hear a lot of different mixes today. Yeah I'm really excited because this is music that I think a lot of it we have focused on on the podcast but we've never dedicated an episode specifically to this series and I think I'm really glad that we're doing more of a focus look on the earlier titles because I think it gives us the platform to play more music from those games that we haven't played before or if we were Mm -hmm. doing a grander look at the series you know we'd probably play the tracks that everybody already knows you know like Fly High and Burning Heat and all Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Well so you did hear that track from the first game we're going to play two more from the original Gradius and that was solely composed by Miki Higashino. Uh, Let's move on to a very short piece of music it's incredibly short but I think there's going to be a lot we'll have to say on this. This is beginning from Gradius. Let's take a listen.
guys are listening to Beginning from Gradius, composed by Mickey Higashino. Will, I'd love to get your thoughts on this composition. So what I love about uh, Miki Higashino is that I feel like she does an excellent job of trying to characterize the experience of flight and the experience of kind of piloting up in the sky. And she has this almost romantic characterization of it. And it reminds me, uh, similar in the way that like a composer like Soya Oka characterizes the music in Pilot Wings, that it's sort mm. of like romantic and, and, and wondrous. Um, mm-hmm. And so many composers, it's just about like rocking intensity and being badass and cool. But she has this kind of like high flying, jubilant, you know, youthful quality to it. And this track is composed basically by taking this idea that uses the Lydian mode, which has that raised fourth scale degree. It's yeah, very wondrous da, da, sound. Da, da, and it reminds da, us of da, film da, music. Da, da, da. Which is very yeah, fun. exactly. But then it's bringing that idea and then transposing it down a whole step. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. Now we've heard. Now, Will, if you recall, we've heard a, like a remix of this that was featured in a later game in the series, which was I think on solo piano, which takes this idea and expands it, you know, to all the different places you'd you'd want it to go. Um, but this is the first time hearing this original. We should mention you guys are obviously listening to the NES version of this track. Well, and I can't imagine a, a better version. It's so plucky and innocent in that triangle sound. And really, what we're hearing here is a two voice composition. And yeah. so I think the inclusion of that Lydian note, yeah, da da. Da, da, instead of if it was just typical major beat yeah, da, 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 da. so right. it's that raised note that I mean you can almost think of it as like tone painting it's the sense of getting higher and higher it's brightness it's flying but it has this innocence to it in this sense of wonder but the way that it kind of like modulates and keeps going down and down and down it's a little bit ambiguous but it has the sound of you know classic Japanese harmony so that was beginning we're going to play one more track from this first game and what's really interesting is the original version the arcade version which we're going to start with on this last track um is a little quirky uh doesn't hold up super well the sound of it but i think there's actually slightly more harmony in that version than there was in the nes version um almost all the nes tracks are just these two voice pieces with you know a melody and bass but there's some moments of harmony in the original arcade version. We're going to start with that, and I think we'll transition to uh, another port as well. This is Stage 4 Free Flyer, composed by Miki Higashino. Short and sweet, you guys are listening to Stage 4 Free Flyer. Now, this is really establishing the sound, the wondrous sound of Gradius. It really feels like you're flying in the sky. It's such an empowering sound. This is, of course, composed by Miki Higashino. And yeah, I do hear some more harmony in this particular arcade version um, than what you heard in the NES. Again, the NES is just just a two-voice piece. We're gonna we're hearing that now transition. Gotta say, I love the NES. It's just so cute. I mean it, it loses out it's on definitely having more that cute. chorusy effect, but this piece of music is just so innocent and it 
completely is an NES classic in my opinion. One thing I'll say about the NES version is it's surprisingly bare bones, the implementation. I'm right. not sure why they made that choice. It's one of the things that I love so much though. It, it reminds me of some of the early Nintendo titles, you know, things like Gyromite and Balloon Fight and all those Hip Tanaka That's true. games. Like it has that simple, or even something like Ice Climber, you know, it's just so basic and cute. But again, we've talked about this many times before, but Miki Higashino has this way of her melodies her melodies have this way of using open intervals to outline the sense of soaring and flight. Yeah, yeah. you know, and, it, mm-hmm. and also it's not just the, the intervals, but it's also just the whole contour harmonically of this piece. It, it just feels like soaring. This is, mm-hmm. it's much, it's kind of like a pop song melody in the sense you could imagine words being sung. I'm, I'm sure well, you would Well, this also that, reminds Carl. me of sonic music. Does it remind Definitely. you of that as well? <laughs> that, that, that progression is very sort of like 90s pop progression it's so good well that's where everything started folks we're going to move on to the next game in the series and it did not have a title of gradius uh the original title was salamander released for the arcade and the port for the nes was called life force and so we're going to just call it life force today even though we're playing a bunch of different versions of the music and it is part of the gradius series uh miki higashino returned as well as a lot of very talented konami composers let's go through the entire list here of composers that worked on life force or uh, Salamander. We have Higashino as well as Hidenori Meizawa, classic Konami composer, Shinya Sakamoto, Sato Terashima, and Atsushi Fujio. So, so Terashima worked on Castlevania. Um, yeah, and Meizawa worked on Castlevania 3. Yeah, <laughs> so some great Konami folks. Heavy hitters. Uh, let's start things off with Fly High, uh, and we're going to start this off with the arcade original version of the soundtrack of Salamander or Life Force. Here we go. such a treat you know these early gradius tunes they're all about 30 seconds long (laughs) these loops are so short and this is traditional length loops for this era of vgm so good this just feels like classic gradius it's so regal and triumphant and really gets you excited to go on this you know interstellar quest this is fly high from life force and i love starting with the arcade version it's real it's really a treat i mean it sounds so much better than any of the versions we got to hear in the first game you know hearing that more slightly authentic sounding bass uh, instrument and in, in something that more approximates a drum kit. Uh, yeah, it's just the FM instruments really go a long way with this track. You, you know, something that I, I'm just so dazzled by all this music is the way that I feel like it's it's trying to evoke some connotations that we have maybe from classical music. In this case, this sort of 6-8 shuffle almost sounds a little bit swashbuckling, but also a lot of connotations of film music. Some of those intervals. Oh, yeah. We talked about open intervals, but there's a lot of like the yeah-da-da-da you know that kind of thing that is that we hear in a lot of the tracks in this sort of flirting around the fifth and sixth scale degree and the ninth scale degree and it has this kind of open almost like pentatonic 
sound, but all of this stuff is just so hopeful and, and beautiful. And I, it's, it's really interesting, especially when you look at the, um, the resume of these composers and what other things they've done, how distinct mm-hmm. the music in this series is. It doesn't sound anything like Castlevania. It's much well, more re- Yeah, that's restrained. true. There's one track later on the episode that will sound a lot like Castlevania, which is funny. But yeah, one thing that I love about the music of the series is they take some of these ideas and they spread them liberally throughout all the different games. There's so many tracks that have that this kind of like round, uh, you know, dispersing, going back and forth between right. different instruments. And so there's that almost imitation. like these small kernel of ideas. And so they're not really doing remixes of, of themes as they do that once in a while, but they're definitely taking these small kernels and, uh, and kind of exploring them over and over again right it's sort of developing these little motives and whether some of that is like intentional i think it's part of the language of in this case you know life force but in a in a broader sense gradius and i think it goes back to how uh miki higashino um, sort of discovered that world musically and how to characterize it and put some commentary on it. And that's what I think sets some of the music in the series apart from other games is that I feel I like it's, it's meant to be dazzling and give you the feeling of wonder as opposed to be like empowering and badass all the time in the way there that are a lot moments of action of games that, are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it kind of has everything. Let's move on to one of my favorites of the whole series. We have no idea what we're going to do for Track of the Week, but this could be a contender. We're going to start off with the NES version, uh, which was called Life Force, but then eventually we will hear the arcade version after that. Uh, we're using the track titles from the original arcade, so this is called Starfield originally. Uh, let's take a listen to this amazing piece of video game music. gets you energized this is starfield from life force uh we'll be hearing the arcade version in a little bit here yeah i mean that baseline is so driving and this is a great example of what's special about gradius music because yes compositionally it has a little bit more of that uplifting kind of film approach to it but the groove of this track is classic video game music and it is kind of rocking and groovy as well yeah and it's one of the interesting things about games is that they can find that balance and it's when they're going for sort of a film music approach it's like that filtered through an 80s synth pop (laughs) sort of lens or something which I love that filter Um, yeah it's great especially in that B section Mm -hmm. you know that that little moment is just so kind of innocent and non-threatening in my opinion and it's something that I love about early video game music that it seems like there's there's reckless abandon to do whatever they want with the music and there's not this sense that you kind of have to maintain uh you know a sense of like suspension of disbelief that it's taking itself too seriously there's so many moments in early video games yeah where it's like the music is just having fun or the music is just pleasant and delightful and it's not necessarily like serious well one of the most fun things about this track we've loved for years is that great balrog style bass line that this track has it's very groovy. Another um, thing that melody. Yum, ba, da, ba, ba. 
again these big That's a leaps. Melody, and, isn't it? Yeah, it's so it's so much about upward motion, and a lot of these melodies this has actually be a are Higashino. about. Right, right. And I feel like what's interesting about Higashino is sometimes her melodies are downward motion, but usually then it's about a big leap. You know, it's just basically about <laughs> capturing a big span of space. So we start low and get really high or start really high and climb our way down. It's just meant to feel like, I think, soaring in kind of the way that you can imagine a jet sort of tumbling up and down and freewheeling mm-hmm. in the sky. Well, let's play two more tracks from Life Force slash Salamander. Uh, this one I love. It's called Burn the Wind. And we're going to start off with the arcade version of this. Let's take a listen. You guys are listening to Burn the Wind from Life Force slash Salamander. Uh, yeah, this is this is a great track. I feel like this this game, this soundtrack, Life Force, is really when the series starts to, no pun intended, take off. And you really establish, okay, this is the sound now of the series going forward. And in the subsequent games, I feel like that gets more and more etched in. Um, there are some... Uh, games we're going to be focusing on today where maybe they go off in different directions. But yeah, this feels like this is just elevating what was established in the first game. And yeah, this is one of my absolute favorite scores in the whole series. Yeah. This B section, re- I almost suspect it's uh, Sato Terashima because it, 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 could it be. reminds me of a little bit of some of the music from the original Castlevania. I can um, hear that. But again, something I notice about the music in this series, it, it loves the rhythm da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da and especially also taking these more sort of active rhythms and displacing where they're sort of accented. So, you know, it's just kind of like about changing where in the bar are you playing that rhythm and how it Well, this it is actually another track that I could also hear it be composed by Hidenori Meizawa because they're, this track and also some of his other work that we'll get to does remind me of Castlevania 3. Sure, yeah, it mm-hmm. has this progressive sound to it and that cool kind of meter stuff that happens and the yana da 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 it's really yeah. interesting but i love that the a section maintains the sort of uh higashino sound that da 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 da, da you know right. it's about these kind of almost pentatonic tones next to each other and then some big leap and then it's imitated at a different point in the bar it's a very simple composition but it's really elegant and kind of pure all this music kind of there's such consistency in terms of style Let's move on to one more track from Life Force, and we're going NES all the way in this one. Uh, The NES title is Stage 5, Road to Mystery. And this is another contender for me for Track of the Week. It is a banger. It's one of my favorite pieces of video game music. Let's take a listen.
You guys are listening to Stage 5 Road to Mystery. Uh, both Will and myself, we have a suspicion that this is a Hidenori Meizawa composition. I definitely feel that. This is this is the best. Oh my god, this is a definitely track of the week contender. Yeah, I love it. It takes kind of some of the elements of um, the other Life Force music and just the series, especially those kind of harmonic moments that those sometimes slash chords or borrowed chords... But then where this sort of opens up, it has a quasi-classical approach and bits that remind me a little bit of Castlevania. Some of this almost bluesy chromaticism in certain parts of the... Right. You know, and just some of those interesting rhythmic syncopations. It makes me think of... so groovy. Some of the stuff in Castlevania 3. But also it's just that classic Konami implementation. You know, we're hearing some of the same approach to using uh, the NES. Man, what what an incredible incredible soundtrack i think yeah i mean unless something else really kind of blows me away today i think this might have to be track of the week all right let's move on to a little bit of a sidestep here musically because uh it seems like you know going from gradius to life force and definitely going from that to gradius 2 i feel i still feel like okay we're etching in the sound and we're getting more and more comfortable and confident with the sound of the series but this is a little bit of a sidestep as far as like the sound of this in my opinion this is nemesis 2 uh, now, this is not the same as Gradius 2, so this was a game that was just released for the MSX, because the MSX version of the original was called uh, Nemesis. Um, and this is this is a good soundtrack, don't get me wrong, it just uh, doesn't feel to me like, you know, if you, if you graft going from Gradius to Life Force and then going from Life Force to Gradius 2, it seems like there's this kind of increase in, in, in certain ways, uh, where this feels like it's maybe going off in a different direction but it's really good music and the lead composer of this was actually Kinoyo Yamashita which is really exciting we also have Motoaki Furukawa and Masa Masahiro Ikariko. Now, this was a soundtrack that was a little more obscure to me. I hadn't really listened to this one um, as much but we're going to play two pieces from it this first one's great and again we're going to do a mix uh, for these uh, let's start off with a track called a Journey to the Start, which is the air battle theme, and let's start off with the MSX version from Nemesis 2. classic 34 second loop it comes in it comes out does everything it needs to do in such a short amount of time this is a great track it's it's very dark this is a journey from the start which is the air battle theme of nemesis 2 and again we have yamashita furukawa and ikariko and i think in a little bit here we're going to hear the TurboGrafx cd version i want to say which is a cool version of the score as well this is a really neat one um i like kind of the harmonic development and some of the chords that we get in this one it's interesting i feel like in general i feel like the gradius series doesn't overly rely on 
some of the same, I guess, like tropes of a lot of video game music. Sometimes we get the sort of Dorian mode sound and a lot of those classic progressions. But I right. feel like e- even though a lot of this music is classic with a capital C, there's a lot more experimentation harmonically. There's a lot of interesting chord moments, and it's especially impressive in the early arcade days when there were more strict limitations as to the number of voices, but you can almost evoke these sort of slash chords, you know, like an F over G or these kind of really interesting non-related harmonies mm-hmm. that come out of nowhere that help sort of catapult us into a new section. And with those interesting harmonies, there's also this emphasis on a lot of daring rhythms. Um, and it's very different from track to track. I mean, this one sounds sort of distinct from the music that we heard from Life Force, but it, it I feel like it carries that progressive spirit with it it doesn't have the same sense of like optimism and wonder necessarily mm-hmm. but yeah, it, it does feel related yeah and we're going to move on to a track that i think does have a nice balance of being reminiscent of the other games in the series but doing something a little unique this is called don't leave me alone from nemesis 2 let's take a listen Don't leave me alone. All right, I won't. Uh, from Nemesis 2, uh, starting off with the TG version here, and then uh, we'll be fading in the MSX version going backwards. Um, yeah, this is a score that didn't wow me. Uh, I'm glad we can include it on today's episode, but not one of the strongest scores in my opinion. Um, it doesn't feel as much like classic Gradius music as, as some of the other scores do, but it, it's good. Yeah, there's certain elements like the simplicity of the bass line, the and some of those it feels kind of like um, some of the other music. This, I guess, strikes me as a bit more cliche um, mm-hmm. in terms of the harmonic progression and the melody ideas and everything. It does go in some unexpected places, but it in this track it doesn't feel as like intentional or well crafted. It's it's a bit I don't want to say boring because it's very high energy, but it's a little bit unexceptional relative mm-hmm. to some of the music that we've heard and I think some of the music that we will hear in the rest of today's episode. Well, we're going to now move on to personally my favorite score in the series. This is I think the peak musically of what these Konami composers were able to achieve and it's cool because there's two different versions of this. This is Gradius 2. And the original version for the arcade uh, and that music, you know, was ported to some other systems. The NES version was was handled by two different composers and they did use some of the original themes, but there are some new stages and new themes exclusive to their score. And so we're going to play three pieces of music from the original uh, arcade version of Gradius 2 and then we're going to play three Uh, I believe, original NES pieces uh, from that version. And both of these two, if I can combine both these versions, this is definitely my favorite stuff in the series. Let's start off with Tabadachi uh, from the original version of Gradius 2. And those composers were Shinji Tasaka, 
Motoaki Furukawa, Kinichi Matsubara, and Seichi Fukami. Let's take a listen. This is classic Gradius. I love the sound of this arcade uh, version. It's yet so much better than the arcade, you know, soundtracks we heard before. Just kind no of going kidding. further and further. I mean, I think this chip is more advanced. There's more channels, a lot more room for delay and kind of atmosphere. Um, but it's a great piece of music. It's even shorter than a lot of the tracks we've heard. It's like a 20-some second loop. It's just an undeniably great Gradius track. Yeah, this is my favorite thing we've played so far today. It's so I energetic. I think this might be my favorite arcade sound I've ever heard. Oftentimes, a lot of early arcade music, I'm not a big fan of the way that those sounds, and I actually prefer some of the console ports. But this is just outstanding. I love every instrument choice. I love all the little, like, filigree in the beginning, the kind of... You know, those, like, really weird moving lines on the inside. Mm -hmm. It strikes the perfect balance of being high-energy rocking, almost having these power chords. But the way it's arranged, it's a little bit atmospheric. And when that melody comes in, yada-da-da, yada-da-da-da-da, it reminds me of a great uh, Miki Higashino melody in that it has this sense of wonder and optimism and then even that sort of descending baseline progression feels reminiscent of other things so it feels like this is moving the series forward in a bit more of a serious intense direction but it's it's, keeping that wonder I think this this arcade soundtrack is very ahead of its time, just from a historical point of view, you know, compositionally. But implementation-wise, this came out in 1988, and it sounds excellent. It doesn't have some of those kind of quirky, weird things that a lot of early arcade music has that Will was touching on. Yeah, this 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 soundtrack just sounds really good, and, and that drum fill with the like tom yeah. sounds it sounds mm-hmm. great. Yeah, this is an amazing soundtrack. Let's move on to a possible track of the week, one of the most beloved melodies in the series. It is a banger, folks. It is Burning Heat from Gradius 2. Let's check it out. You guys are listening to Burning Heat from Gradius 2. We started off with the arcade version, and now we're moving to a different version. It could be PC Engine CD or Sharp 68, maybe. It's it's a very similar sound, but slightly different. Burning Heat, this is just so classic. 
you know, there's a, a interesting in terms of uh, how these composers were influenced by the original games, but also sort of motivic development. We played that track uh, "Fly High" from Life Force, which at one point in the melody actually features the. Doesn't this feel like it's it's following those footsteps? Yeah, but it's kind of like it it could have just been a complete coincidence, but it really feels like they were paying attention to the specific details of how those melodies were written. Yeah, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, if you were to graph this series, this really feels like this is taking that next step. It is the next step. Yeah, yeah, in that same trajectory. Yeah, in this is it's such a great the way this melody is developed. Great melody. It's really just Empowering. outlining these chord tones, but yeah, the the underlying harmony is so triumphant and hopeful, and it's such a pure idea. It uses that da 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 da, you know, the kind of like six eight or triplet kind of rhythms, um, but it again accenting these leaps up. It has that mm-hmm. sense of wonder and excitement, but like that Tabadachi track that we played. It there's there's an added intensity. Part of it, I think, comes from that implementation. Yeah, it's a little bit more overtly rock with some of those FM sounds. But to me, this is a perfect next step because while that life force music is so charming, just being the kind of like two voiced primary composition, it's obviously not something that could stick with a series as uh, mm-hmm. game music and as game hardware would continue to advance, things need to become bigger and more epic and exactly. more emblematic of what's happening around um, in the arcades. And I think this was a great, tasteful next step in the series, especially when you're talking about the music. Couldn't agree more. And, you know, I think we're going to have to really wait till almost the end of the episode before we decide track of the week, because there's some contenders coming up. The NES version of the soundtrack I've adored for many years. Very excited to get to some of those pieces. But before we do that, let's play one more original track. This is Synthetic Life from Gradius 2. guys listening to synthetic life and there's a little bit of a quirky thing happening uh, with the implementation here there's a little bit of a swung yeah feel happening i think it's mostly the drums i don't know if it was intentional but what a cool track yeah this is a little bit more out there more kind of fusiony experimental wandering than a lot of the music we've heard and we're gonna keep that that vibe going today that's gonna become another element of the series you know, it almost gives me a great idea for a remix. Someone should do a remix of like a really spacey out there Gradius tune like this one has kind of cool progressive harmonies, mm-hmm. but do almost like an old fashioned, you know, kind of like big band jazz swing version of this track. I think it might be, be very kind of fun. interesting. <laughs> yeah. This track is cool because I think it's 
the first one of the first times in the series when they're exploring a little bit more of a jazz or a little bit more of a progressive influence and but still combining it with something that feels at home in Gradius. It's not completely out of left field. Yeah, I feel like those composers became more interested on like parallel fourth or parallel fifth harmonies, the yeah. sort of power chord sound, which is what we get in a lot of video game music, but it, it amps up the intensity and the, the action sound of it, I guess, a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, and we'll hear more of that going forward. So that's the original version. Let's move on to the NES version and what we're focusing on here. I believe these next three pieces are... Uh, uh, exclusive to the NES, and those composers that worked on that version are the wonderful Hidenori Meizawa, as well as Yuki Morimoto. Now, both of these composers worked together on Castlevania Three, uh, so I really feel like they're in a similar headspace, a similar time frame. Um, it, it's just absolutely classic era of Konami. Let's start things off with Heavy Blow from the NES version of Gradius Two. God. Amazing. This is Heavy Blow from Gradius 2. And I gotta say, these two composers, Meizawa and Morimoto, they went above and beyond even what those original uh, Gradius 2 composers did. I mean, listen to the drum part here. It's so rocking and badass. Very progressive. Even the form of this, there's one more section than I think you would expect. I mean, it's just a little bit longer than what would have been traditional you know, with this series so far. So it really feels like these composers on their original tracks are just pushing things as far as they can and this is so impressive well it's almost like the tone of the arcade version of gradius 2 gave these guys permission to be like oh you want to rock we can let's rock, rock you know yeah, I, I love absolutely. it but it still keeps the sort of gradius you know higashino optimism and that i mean even that kernel, yeah, da, 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 yep. you know i mean i love how liberally they spread that throughout the series right. it's great it's interesting because yeah, you have all so, these different so composers kind of riffing off of each other and kind of taking this mm -hmm. idea. This progression is very similar to Burning Heat, and even that melodic rhythm we called out is, is very similar. But it's kind of like it's it's a development on that idea. Similar progression, similar melodic rhythm, but goes in a different place. And all around, it's just kind of more rocking and intense than that track. So it definitely fits in the same game. Absolutely. Well, we're going to play two more. And both of these, I feel like you're getting a little bit of their Castlevania headspace coming through uh, in, in these next two. It's so, so good. Let's play a track called Overheat.
this is my the favorite. best track. This is the best track of the day so far. I mean, <laughs> just listening to this playlist all the way through, it, it's it's such a unique experience. And I have so much love for the other composers, you know, that we've heard in the series. But I gotta say, Meizawa and Morimoto here are just showing us all how it's done. This is unbeatable. Overheat from Gradius 2. This is outstanding. I mean, it, it's it's probably since the Miki Higashino music that we started with, the most distinctly original step in the series. I agree. Um, and it's really, they're, they're kind of finding their own voice here. This sounds super distinct, very progressive. Again, really interesting rhythms and harmonies here. Um, but it's all around, it's well implemented, it's energetic, it's fun, it's tuneful, it has parts that could get stuck in your head. Uh, yeah, this yeah, is like a so perfect wild ten all around. In such a short amount of time, how many emotions they explore. The beginning of it is so snarly and devious, very dark and kind of creepy. But then there's like a dance party, like a very optimistic, empowering dance party that happens eventually. They just explore so much. And yeah, I just have so much respect for these these two composers well, I here. love that interesting modulation towards the end where we go to an unrelated key I love and that. have these like yeah. slash chords that are moving chromatically up and then back that down. That feels so Gradius to yeah, me. Yeah, it's really neat. It's so empowering. And okay, we're going to move on to one more track. Now, if you thought there was even a sliver of Castlevania vibes in that, this one is probably going to make you laugh. It's so creepy. It's called Something Ghostly <laughs> from Gradius 2, Gradius 2. Let's take a listen. Absolutely love this. Something Ghostly from the NES version of Gradius 2, which is the best version and maybe the best soundtrack in the whole series. Composed by Hidenori Meizawa and Yuki Morimoto, who also worked on Castlevania 3 together. And if it was Meizawa or Morimoto, I don't know who composed this one, but whoever wrote the drum part is the same person who wrote the beginning, uh, Castlevania 3 beginning drum part, and maybe that track. It's just like very performed it really feels like this is a you know a 8-bit drummer actually you know just right. like an 8-bit metal drummer here it's just so cool well and then uh we also get that same chord progression from that song where you essentially have the mm -hmm. minor one the major two the major flat two in classical music that's called the neapolitan yeah, it's, chord it's the same headspace it's such a treat to go back to this these two composers just outstanding there were other composers that that did also work on castlevania 3 but you can just tell that at least for these two composers they they were just in such a similar headspace here yeah this is really cool it, it's very progressive though almost more so than a lot of the music in castlevania 3 even though some yeah, of that stuff is really cool and has different meters that's very overtly classical this has a splash mm -hmm. of classical touch with some of the chromaticism and some of the voicings and everything but right. this feels more like prog rock or metal um uh, and it seems like that's the connotation that it's trying to evoke where castlevania is almost more like baroque rock it sounds right. more like kind of like some bizarre 70s band or something 
Yeah, I think the other composer that was that was joined on Castlevania Three was uh, Jun Funahashi, who's also an awesome Konami composer. All right, folks, let's move on. So yeah, for to me so far, that Overheat is the track to beat. We'll see if we can do it. This is Nemesis Three: The Eve of Destruction, which is another to me kind of sidestep in the series. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying the trajectory and the energy and maybe the momentum that we've been establishing today. It seems like this was maybe going in a different direction, but it's still great music. I think this came out for the MSX, um, a, a game that has the Nemesis title. It always makes me think MSX. So I think this this is MSX here. Yes. Um, and the lead composer of this game was actually Machiro Yamani. So we're definitely having uh, some interesting crossover with the Castlevania series. We also have uh, the wonderful Kazuhiko Uehara, Motoaki Furukawa is back, as well as Yuki Morimoto again. Uh, this is great music. We're going to play two pieces from this. Let's start off with Close Quarters, which is the stage 10 theme of Nemesis 3. Good. This is Close Quarters from Nemesis 3, The Eve of Destruction, uh, MSX here, and it's that kind of wavetable sound, very similar sound to the Turbo Graphics. Um, it's such good music, yeah, to me, I don't hear the linkage to the Gradius series as much, but that's okay. Uh, they're totally able to do something different here. It's just great music. It's, it's also very empowering, um, so I guess it does fit... Uh, with the series in a way, but uh, yeah, this this is kind of doing well, its own some thing. Some of the daring modulations and some of those interesting chord constructions remind me of Gradius, and there's some moments of that. the triumphant major that it definitely yeah. fits in the series. It's not taking as direct influence of particular uh, melodic fragments or anything as like some of the Gradius two composers. There's something were, like a little bit more emotional about some of the minor key sections in this mm-hmm. piece. Yeah, and it's definitely, this feels like, you know, they talk about that Konami Kokeha Club and that, like, people played in, like, a band together. Mm -hmm. This song definitely has that feeling about it. Just that opening riff. It almost sounds like they were kind of jamming out on something. Yeah, exactly. And what I love about this track is it has shredding energy because the riff is so fast and the tempo is fast, but compositionally it's a little bit more emotional and just kind of pure than what you might expect for like a shredding bgm tune i think that's true and that's why it fits in the gradius series because that's like what that's how i would describe a lot of that music honestly let's move on to one more from nemesis 3 this is give my heart to you here we go Thank you. 
nothing to do with <laughs> Gradius music, but that's okay. It's beautiful. I think this makes sense here. This is an ending theme, I believe. I think this is happy ending, I want to say. Um, and so, yeah, this, this isn't like a, a stage theme here. But yeah, Nemesis 3, great music. Man, that's neat. I really dig it. It, it sounds interesting because it doesn't sound like a piece that... Uh, was originally written for video game implementation. Like, we actually get something oh, yeah. that doesn't happen a lot back then, which is just kind of like eighth note block chords. It's such like keyboard rock music. Right. Um, but that doesn't happen a lot in the 8 or 16-bit era just yeah. because they couldn't do it. Um, so it's interesting to hear that kind of... It's like a spillover from the kind of thing that was probably happening in a lot of pop music in the 80s. Um, and it's kind of neat because I think emotionally, harmonically, it, you know, it's right at home in that classic video game era. But mm -hmm. there's this like, I don't know, there's this restraint, I guess, in some sense, where like a lot of the music we play today, really short loops, very simple bass line. It's just kind of straightforward, dancey, rocking. This one has a lot more going on under the hood and it feels like a more complete arrangement and mm -hmm. it's not as strong in terms of like melody as some of the other tracks but it's a very rich piece of music and i, I think maybe that does fit for kind of the ending of a game well we're going to move on to gradius 3 uh and we're going to play the super nintendo version of the soundtrack today and one thing we want to mention is even though we're limiting this to the first what is it seven or eight uh, first titles in the series, there's still so much that was left on the cutting room floor. So many great tracks that we didn't have time for today from Gradius 3, from 2, even from some of those Nemesis, definitely from Life Force. And so we'll be revisiting the series. We might do like a, you know, Gradius Returns or Gradius Continued um, episode at some point. Um, but yeah, the three tracks we're playing from 3 are all bangers. They're all really, really good. So I'm excited to get into this and to hear this music on the Super Nintendo will be a lot of fun. Uh, let's play Fire Scramble. The composers we have on the third game are Kazuki Moraoka, Kazuhiko Uehara returns, Harumi Ueko, as well as Yuki Morimoto again. Let's take a listen to Fire Scramble. So good. You guys are listening to Fire Scramble from Gradius 3, and this is perfect space shooter music to introduce people to the 16-bit era. I think this may have been a launch game for the Super Nintendo, and it's so exciting. I can tell that these composers, and maybe it's because Morimoto returned, but these composers seem to be very inspired by the NES work of Meizawa and Morimoto from Gradius 2, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Even those moments where you get the kind of like orchestra hit sound feels yep. very similar to that. Reminds me a little bit of music from the Contra series. 
on yeah. it's interesting. It reminds me of like Super C or the Meizawa worked on the Contra series as well. He worked on, I believe, Super C in the original. It's interesting, all the classic Konami titles and all the crossover with these composers. It was interesting when we got to speak with uh, Takashi Tateishi, the legendary composer of Mega Man 2, when we were at MAGFest. One of the things that he talked about was sort of the difference in kind of corporate culture at Capcom versus Konami. And that right. at Capcom, he felt like it was a little bit more like he was friends with everyone. And Konami was a little bit more, he almost described it as kind of clickish that there was like this popular group of composers that were all friends. And it was a bit more of a competitive environment. And it sort mm-hmm. of makes sense when you think of all these amazing stellar musicians that are like playing they're actually like performing music and they're playing in a band together. I can imagine that would be kind of an intimidating environment for someone who's right. more of a composer specifically. Absolutely. Let's move on. This is one that I might even like more than Fire Scramble. It's so good. This is Cosmo Plant from Gradius 3 for the SNES. Let's check it out. So good. Oh my god, it's so classic. This is Gradius. I feel like Miki Higashino would be smiling and giving a thumbs yes, up to this. Totally. It is such an homage to, to her music and to the early music of the series. It's so wonderful to hear that in this game. You know, surrounded with a lot more progressive music, and so this is a treat. Um, yeah. You can tell this is a very early Super Nintendo score. The implementation is struggling a bit. Um, some of the instrument choices, uh, some shrill tones, some pitch issues. Um, overall, they did a pretty good job of capturing the arcade sound. It feels arcadey, you know, and definitely yeah. exciting. I mean, this is you know, if you just bought a Super Nintendo. This might be my favorite or second favorite or something track that we've played today. I absolutely I think so, adore yeah. it. The melody is so fantastic. Like you said, it captures that kind of wondrous, jubilant spirit that Mickey Higashino had in the first game. But it goes farther in the implementation. I mean, some of those arpeggios, you know, it's just so classic. Um, uh, one of, I mean, I love them, mm-hmm. but I think maybe my favorite part is the. That's so good and so classic. I mean, it's so great. I love the way it modulates. It's really catchy. 
I think that might be my favorite. I mean, to me, look, I loved that Gradius 2 stuff like Heavy Blow and Overheat. Overheat. Oh my God, that was awesome. Mm -hmm. But to me, this has everything that I love about a Gradius track. It has the interesting harmonies. It has a great melody. It has Mm -hmm. kind of daring rhythms and different sections. But this is like Gradius with a capital G. This has everything that I love about the series. To me, I feel like we have to just do two. Let's just do Overheat and Cosmo Plant because they represent two really great facets of the series. I, I got I would feel so wrong if we didn't give some love to uh, what Meizawa and Morimoto did with Gradius 2. So why don't we bold that as well as Cosmo Plant? Two tracks of the week this week. How does that sound? Why don't we go for three? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see what happens when Accident Road, which is the last track we're playing from Gradius 3, is a little bit more progressive here. Let's take a listen. Amazing music today. Wow, this was fun. Gradius. It's such a rush listening to all this and a really interesting experience listening to it all back to back. Uh, to me, I just I have so much love for Gradius 2. I think Gradius 3 is also really good. Maybe my two favorite scores in the series. Uh, also Life Force. Oh, it's so hard to pick. So much great music, great melodies, great energy in this series. What a treat. A delightful Konami time today. Um, there's mm-hmm. so many legends on this playlist in terms of if you look at all the composers. And that's one of the fun things about a longer running series like this at mm-hmm. such a with such a great developer that's known for their music uh we can look at all these incredible legends that work together and all kind of were tasked with essentially the same thing and carrying the torch on but it all starts with the incredible work of miki higashino i mean she really did an amazing job with the first game in set a unique tone that every single composer here was very influenced by and they didn't all interpret it in the same way but Every single soundtrack we listen to is completely like 50% of the DNA comes from Miki Higashino, whether she's working on it or not. I agree. Literally sometimes of taking and distorting melodies she's written. A lot of times finding chord progressions that she found or just the overall tone and style and the willingness to make the music feel exciting and innocent and uh, breathtaking, for lack of a better word. We're going to play you guys out with a track from a Game Boy title, Gradius the Interstellar Assault, which was composed by a different person I'm not familiar with, uh, Yoshiyuki Hagiwara. And this is Pursuance from that Game Boy title. And let us know what are some of your other favorite games in the series that came after this. And eventually we might have a revisited episode. Or what What do you think we would call that? Gradius Probably like continued. Gradius Continued if we do yeah. more, more games. Yeah, because there's a lot of great music to come in the series. Uh, we didn't get to do... Um, what was that? Yeah, I think Salamander 2, which uh, there is an entry on our most recent listener show and tell from that. Uh, that's a cool soundtrack uh, as well. And so, yeah, there's definitely room to keep exploring the series. Even in the soundtracks we touched on today, there's a lot of stuff we had to had to cut. So, so much great music. I hope you guys enjoy this Pursuance track. Anything you got at the end here, Will? I think that's everything. 
Ooh, I want to plug our videos. Uh, oh, yeah. We, we recently had a another recording session in which we laid down four brand new covers, uh, never heard by anyone before. And at the time of recording, you guys... Uh, can check out two of those videos that are up. We released them a double whammy one day after the next. First one was Beginning from Castlevania 3 by some of the composers we've been listening to today, as well as the the day after that, we released Mystic Cave Zone from Sonic 2, which was a very full circle kind of surreal experience to put that out because, you know, all of us Brueggemans grew up playing Sonic 2 for so much of our childhood. So that yeah. tune, it feels like we've kind of been waiting to do our whole life. So hopefully you enjoy those covers and there's going to be a couple yeah, more coming Stay tuned. Soon. Yeah, we've got two other fantastic covers that one I know would be sort of right at home in today's episode. All right, folks, we're going to play you out with this GB track. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out. Peace out.